Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one illuminating page every day. And friends, if you're reading along with us by now, 25 pages in, you understand that Tractate Nazir, it's not, shall we say, the beach read portion of the Talmud. It is not, you know, the Netflix and chill binge worthy Masechta. It is hard. And sometimes we find pages like today's pages that are just demanding, difficult, and yet in them are tremendous little nuggets of beauty, like this following passage. Have a listen. The Gemara asks, But the money for the sin offering is mingled with these unallocated funds. How can it all be used for gift-burnt offerings? Rabbi Yochanan said, It is an accepted halacha with regard to a Nazarite that his unallocated funds are used for gift offerings, despite the fact that they include the value of a sin offering. Reish Lakish said, the verse states, whether for any of their vows or for any of their gift offerings which are brought to the Lord as a burnt offering, Leviticus 22.18. In this verse, the Torah states that the surplus of a vow shall be for a gift offering. Here too, if the vow of Nazariteship cannot be fulfilled due to the death of the one who took the vow, the money is for a gift offering. Clear enough, right? Simple. If you're confused, you're not alone. I read this passage and felt right there at the beginning of Nazir 25 that there is some great message, some hidden truth that just eluded me. So I did what I always do in these situations. I reached out and called the man himself, our great friend and teacher. And we should say that as we record this, it is his birthday. Mazal tov to you, our dear friend, Rabbi David Mashevkin. Leah, what an absolute joy, and I cannot think of a better birthday present than to binge-watch Tractate Nazir on an imaginary beach with you. I mean, this is the dream. Uh, this Tractate is extraordinarily challenging. It is something that is noted by all of the commentators, but I really find it to really be a portal to this kind of otherworldly existence where you reimagine what is most essential. And I really believe that that is what this passage is having us do. It's so fascinating that basically what the passage of Talmud that we just read is discussing is what, what happens with unallocated funds that were dedicated by a Nazir but are not really going to be able to be used properly for his sacrifice. They're kind of extra. And what Rabbi Yochanan says is that there is a special halacha specifically by Nazir that these unallocated funds, even though normally in normal circumstances they wouldn't be able to be used because they weren't specifically designated, in the case specifically of a Nazir, they're able to be dedicated. And the question is, why do we find this specifically by Nazir? He says, halacha hi nazir It's specifically by the Nazarite that we have this concept that even the unallocated funds, even what was not specifically designated to be used in the temple, are in fact able to be used. And I believe it gets to the heart of what Tractate Nazir is all about, which is the reminder that if you get back 
to basics and you get back to your essence and what really makes you and your sense of self, then everything that you build from that essential commitment to essentialism, nothing is going to be extra. There are no extras in the world of Naziris. Everything can be used to propel you and your service of God. And I think it's something that we find in the very tension of a Nazir, somebody who is struggling with their relationship with their own aesthetic beauty, somebody who kind of looks at beauty as the sole reflection of their self. And we push them into this world of Nazir and say, let go of these external trappings of self and get back to who you really are. Get back to what you're really about. Rediscover your own values. And the point of it is not to live the rest of your life in that world. The point of it is so when you re-emerge, when the Naziris is finished, you're able to reacquaint yourself with beauty, with alcohol, with confrontations with things that are difficult, that are unholy. If you get back to your essence and you know what really drives you, then you're able to confront a world and not be confused. I feel like so often in life, we're like not sure like what really matters. I forgot who it was. Maybe it was a poet or it's lyrics in the song. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And if you get back to what that main thing is, and that's what the Nazir's world is all about, getting back to that essence, when you reemerge from that, it, the world doesn't feel so distracting. The, the world doesn't feel like it's tugging on you with every neon sign, with every advertisement, with it. You have a purpose, and everything in this world, when you once you know your purpose, can be used for it. And that's exactly why Rabbi Yochanan says it's specifically by Nazir that we have this notion that nothing is extra. Because when you get back to the essence of what you are really about and what really drives you, then everything can be converted and integrated into that essential mission. It's no longer distractions or keeping up or jealousy or just like, oh my gosh, what's that new thing? It either fits into my mission or it does not. And there are no extras in this world. It's not like you have to just like, oh, I didn't properly designate it. Once you know what you're really about and what your values are really about, then there's nothing that is expendable. Everything can be folded in to that essential mission. And I think that's why we mentioned this in the beginning, why so much of Naziris is wrapped up in hair. There's nothing that is more expendable, more unnecessary, more doesn't even have feeling in your body than your hair. And the Nazir grows out their hair, and that is the source of their holiness. Even in the thing that looks most extraneous, even in the thing that looks most expendable, it's specifically in that area that once we discover what is our essence and what is our mission, then everything can be converted into that holy pursuit. Amen. Selah. Rabbi David Beshevkin, what a great birthday gift for you to give us on your birthday. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One 
merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. Thank you.